Did Big Cat Weekend wrap up maybe the best week in Auburn recruiting history? Yes, <laughs> it did. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers. They know that every Monday, Lindsey Crosby of AuburnDaily.com, as well as a million other things, joins us on the show. And Lindsey, since last we spoke on the podcast, Auburn has picked up five stars, four stars, crystal balls for other four stars in multiple classes. An incredible time to be interested in the Auburn football program with what Hugh Freeze has done. But last week, things really got going entering Big Cat Weekend with the addition of Demarcus Riddick to this 2024 class. And over the course of the weekend, Auburn picks up another five-star flipping Alabama five-star wide receiver commit Perry Thompson as well as adding four-star wide receiver commit now Malcolm Simmons. There's so much energy, so much to be proud of if you're an Auburn fan. And I'm seeing these comments all over the place. You know, I'm somebody commented yesterday saying, I'm 87 years old. I've never seen Auburn recruit at this level. I've been following Auburn recruiting my whole life. I've never seen Auburn do stuff like this. And it's true, Lindsay. Big Cat Weekend wrapped up the biggest recruiting week in Auburn history, definitely the past decade. Yeah, and this is, the, the, the thing about this is wild to me, is Hugh Freeze hasn't coached a game here yet. Correct. This is all just based on, on off-season talk. Here's my plan for what we're going to do. Yes. Here's my vision of the program. Here's where I see you fit in. And this is where we are. It doesn't even, like... What happens if Auburn goes out there and knocks off a couple teams that we weren't necessarily expecting? I mean, we're all kind of assuming, you know, it's going to be a, a seven-win season or an eight-win season or, you know, just whatever. What if Auburn goes out there and, and has a, one of those magical first years? And I'm not saying that Auburn's definitely going to do that. This is a much bigger rebuild than uh, Gus Malzahn took over sure uh, simply because you've spent two years in a potato famine and now you're trying to come back out of it but yeah yeah but this is massive because as you head into the season you have all of the momentum you have all of the energy and you have the positioning to continue this with this class and the next class you are set up in the ideal scenario to do all of that Right, yeah, and you already see the ball rolling for several guys that are going to be in the 2025 class, which is extremely exciting. But Auburn's a fan base where if you get the momentum rolling like it is currently, during Hare Stadium, it's really hard to win games there if you're not wearing orange and blue. But as far as just looking at what Auburn did this weekend, Perry Thompson, and we talked about this on the live stream, check it out if you want just specific Perry Thompson talk for a longer period of time. But, Lindsay. I don't think it's a stretch, and it sounds dramatic, and it sounds drastic when we say this, but Perry Thompson, this is not a prediction, I'm just saying that Perry Thompson has a chance to be the best wide receiver in Auburn history when it's all said and done. Now, there's several factors that go into this. One, I think quarterback play, the future of quarterback play looks really solid for Auburn. Whether Peyton Thorne plays this year or next year, there's a chance that Peyton Thorne throws to him his freshman year, which would be exciting. 
then obviously Walker White is a guy that we've got a ton of hope for leading the charge over the course of their Auburn career. Also, Hugh Freeze's scheme is going to be part of it. And when you look at it, it's like we, we were kind of debating the best tandems as far as quarterback and wide receiver. And most people will say it's Sullivan to Beasley. Um, there's a few arguments you can make, and, I, and I'm certainly open to those, but that's not really the point. But they're going to solidify themselves in Auburn lore. They have that opportunity in front of them. They've got to go out and execute. But as far as his path to being one of, if not the best, Auburn wide receivers, it's there for the taking. Yeah, and this is... It's a slight indictment of the history of the program. This has been a very, a very sure. run-oriented school, right? I mean, you look at the mm-hmm. the list of of best running backs, you know, and it's like first round pick Carnell Williams, greatest right. athlete of all time in Bo Jackson. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Ronnie Brown's in there. It's a ridiculous list. But if you break eleven hundred yards, that is the highest yardage of any Auburn wide receiver in history. Mm-hmm. And th- it reminds me of the conversation we had about Peyton Thorne where we said, if you just look at the bad, I'm using giant air quotes here, the bad year of the two that he had, it's still a top 10 passing season in Auburn history. Yeah. And if if he has just a good, not even a great season, but if he has a good season or if he has a good three-year career while he's here, he's going to be in that top 10 because mm-hmm. the 10th spot for receiving yards in a career is over four years, and it's 1,800 yards. I mean, we've seen in the modern era, we saw Sammy Coates put up 900 yards at Auburn in a Gus Malzahn offense. Right. I mean, if, if, if he can do that in that offense, imagine what Perry Thompson can do in a Hugh Freeze offense. And if you just have a Sammy Coates And the rules have changed. Like, it, it's yeah. easier to get 1,000 yards than it was even in 2014, when I think yes. that was. So Rules yeah. have changed, schemes have changed. It's a lot easier to do that now. Yeah, and so I, I think Perry Thompson's path to that is extraordinary. But obviously, how you got him is big. He was committed to Alabama for over a year, and you're starting to see Alabama fans. Wait, boy, did they turn on him quick. And we'll talk wait. more about that in a second, because that's hilarious. I'm sorry, I didn't quite hear you. Where was he committed to? He was committed to Alabama. But, he was a five-star committed but he's to not Alabama. Now? He's not. He flipped to Auburn. That's wild. I know. Man. I know, which is also wild because the other five star in the class, Demarcus Riddick, was yeah. committed to Georgia. And Lindsay, is there? he still committed to Georgia? I don't think he is. What happened He's there? Not. They both committed to Auburn. Man, life Auburn's comes at you going quick. Out. I mean, every that's weird because everything that I have heard is that Alabama and Georgia had their pick of any player they wanted in the country, and if mm. Alabama or Georgia wanted you, like you were going to go there. And well, they were just, going to use you and, and abuse you and whatever they do. And then eventually you had a chance to maybe get drafted if you weren't hurt by then. Yeah. But you're telling me that these guys are not at those schools. They cho- skipped those schools to come here. Uh, they did. They turned away from them. And, and it's just amazing because all of these voices on the Internet for forever were saying there's no way it'll happen. There's no yeah. way it'll happen. But yet, Lindsay, it did happen. It'd be really it embarrassing happen. to have receipts of somebody saying that's never going to happen. That'd be I embarrassing. Know. I know there's a lot out there. There's a lot out there. We may touch on a few in a second, but I do think it's amazing that Auburn picked up this level of player that as soon as he commits, the discussion is, can this guy be the best at his position at Auburn? Like how often does that happen? Not often, but it's not happened very often. No, I mean, and you like, you look at the measure, like six, three, two, Oh two. He's a big guy. He moves so well. He moves so well for that size. And like you watch the film and 
it's something I the thing that the two things that I took away is one, he looks like a man playing with children. Mm-hmm. Like he he looks like he is a high schooler who is like helping the JV squad practice. Like he's helping them with with technique. Sure. Like, hey, try to practice, you know, your 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 uh, pass coverage. I'm gonna run some routes. Uh and then two, he doesn't take a single playoff. <clears throat> like he is just going all out every single play. It's a mentality. Which is wild. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a five star. Like, dude, you don't have to do that. And yet he does. Because that's does. his commitment to the game. He's that's obviously right. he's he's not just coming to Auburn to party. He's coming to Auburn to win. Yeah, which is exciting. There's no question about it. All right. Auburn is ranked, depending on where you look, as high as 16, their class. But that's not what you need to be looking at. We'll discuss that in just a moment, right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. We certainly saw that over the course of Big Cat Weekend. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories for your car, head to eBay Motors. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your type of car or vehicle to your My Garage page. And then they'll have this little green check mark that shows up next to all the parts to make sure it fits your vehicle. And if it doesn't, you, of course, will get all of your money back on that. So be sure to get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices all at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Auburn family, let's ride. Lindsey Crosby, our guest, writer at auburndaily.com. So Auburn's ranked as high now as the 15th class. I misspoke. I think I said 16th just a second ago. They're 15th on on three. That is where they are the highest, to my knowledge. If you see them I higher, have two, four, seven, else. and they're at and they're at 17 on two four seven. So yeah, I mean it's all going to be pretty close. I've always which, said on three had the best rankings because uh, yeah, that's right, that's right. So when you look at it though, they're 14 players. Um, they just value quantity so much more than quality in a lot of these cases. But when you sort it. By average player rating, which I, in the age of the transfer portal, I think that matters more now than ever. And I think it mattered a lot before then, too. But Auburn, I think, may take less guys because they're going to need to get more transfers because there's like three position groups are going to get decimated by graduation at the end of this year. So when you look at average player ranking, Auburn is fourth in the country. And you look at Ohio State is first, Alabama is second, Georgia is third. And Auburn is fourth. And that, to me, is pretty telling, Lindsay, especially when you look at the commits that Auburn has versus all the schools around them. I mean, it's a pretty big drop-off. So the quality of athlete that Auburn is getting is tremendous. And the encouraging thing is like, there may be more guys on the way, Lindsay. Yeah, it's to me, it makes more sense to weight the average skill versus just the sheer number. Because like you said, you can bring in as many guys as you want, but the transfer portal is a thing. We have exactly, two, I believe it's two guys left from the first class from the last coach. Mm-hmm. And so like looking at the overall point value, you know, and, and, and how many guys you brought in doesn't matter because it's not how many do you bring in, how many of them are good, and then obviously how many of them stay. And knowing that Auburn has the, the fourth the uh, fourth best quality of player coming in tells me that, yes, they're focusing on 
These are guys that can legitimately play for us. They can get playing time almost right away. They are SEC caliber players. Uh, we're not like we don't have a bunch of extra filler in here because we threw a scholarship at this random player or it's this is a legacy or like whatever. This is right. we recruited these players to be the core of our class who can compete, who can win, and then we'll fill out as we have room for other guys later. Mm-hmm. To me, this is a much better approach to look at it. And I've yeah. always said I've always said the way to look at recruiting is always to go by the average player rating and not by the total rank and the number of points you have. Uh one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I I think it's so nice. I was talking about this with Charlie Five off of the pod a few weeks ago, and we were just kind of thinking back to the last few years at this time, where we really have to talk ourselves into any time like a three star was added. And we're like, well, this guy really like he's really good. He's really good, and like you don't even have to do that anymore. It's like, yes, this guy is clearly good. His offer list has everyone wanted him. Like you didn't, we don't have to do that anymore. We can just come on and celebrate. We don't have to justify the happiness anymore, which is very very fun and something we haven't had to do. Uh, or gotten to do in, in a few years. But I just think when you look at the list of schools that Auburn is among now, that's where they want to be. With the exception of Florida, I mean, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, Florida, USC, A&M, Tennessee, Clemson, Oklahoma, Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn State. I mean, that's that's a top-tier list of programs right now throughout college football, with the exception of Florida. I mean, if you're like a national person unrelated to anything, you're probably looking at Florida and Auburn as the outliers, but they're both killing it at NIL and recruiting right now. And so I think both of those programs are in situations to trend up. But it's just been such an incredible, incredible week because now they're just all the momentum is on their side, and it certainly seems like you know DeAndre Carter, the very talented, one of the better offensive linemen, in the state of California, is ready to come to you. He's picking up crystal balls like crazy, Lindsay. There's also um, some excitement about several other guys, like K.J. Bolden, um, the top safety in high school football right now. He's put out a statement that it's either us or Florida State, which is very, very exciting. And uh, T.J. Lindsay is another guy, big body defensive lineman. And just if you keep getting these guys, these are all guys that can play early. Lindsay and make an impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think this past week, five years from now, we're going to look back at this past week and say, that's when it happened. That's when it changed. That's when everybody started to buy in to what Hugh Freeze was doing. Yeah. And there's going to be like, do you have a chance if this is way speculative? If Auburn wins a national championship in the next couple of years, there's going to be one of those oh, really we're cool we're War Eagle Productions okay. videos about this big cat weekend, like a 30 for 30 style video about this big cat weekend and how it all happened. And the, the TikTok of when things happen and the video of Hugh freeze getting thrown in the pool. Mm. Like this is the moment that if you sustain this momentum, if you use these players that have committed to you the right way and develop them, which we, from what we've seen, this staff can develop players. Sure. Um, I'm not saying any of these guys are going to be, in the NFL, I'm not guaranteeing that now, but like Some we've will. seen, we've seen them put AJ Brown, D- DK Metcalf in the NFL. Like, uh, it'd be a is... disappointment if they weren't in the NFL, though, right? Like, yeah. if, if if Perry Thompson or Demarcus Riddick or Joseph Phillips don't make it to the league, something went wrong. Yeah, and it's it's just one of those like, okay, um, this was the moment that the the next. 
dynasty started. Ooh. Like this is the moment. Ooh. If if Auburn goes on to be what we think it can be, Ooh. and where Hugh Freeze has said he needs to get the program, and he's working on getting the program. Yeah, program. This is the mo- this is the moment where the dynasty started, which is wild because everybody told me that you are never going to stop Alabama, and then everybody told me that you were going to never stop Georgia, and Auburn is putting themselves in a position to have a chance to do that, and that's wild. Yeah, I was told we were done. It's not, it's not going to happen overnight, no. obviously, but it does happen one player at a time. And they've gotten three or four guys now that these other schools wanted. The best two schools in the country wanted the last several commits that Auburn's gotten. And that's that's the next step to all of this. I went on the radio in Montgomery and a caller pointed out, well, if they get Demarcus Riddick and they get Perry Thompson, it's going to mean more to Auburn than it is to Alabama and Georgia. And it's like, well, yeah, because this oh. is the start of it. This is the start of it all. But you've got to get the first few before you can get a full class worth of guys. And, I mean, it seems to me they're going to get closer to a full class worth of guys that, that I think um, Alabama and Georgia really, really thought were, were happening. I mean, just the fact that we're even having this conversation at this point so early, like you said, before Hugh Freeze has ever coached a game. I mean, this is this is some awesome, awesome stuff. And it's happening at a level that we haven't seen in Auburn. And this was kind of what all the the drama and controversy about this job was, right? Like, who would want to come coach at Auburn? It's what we were told for forever. Uh, as soon as Harson was fired, why would you want that job? You can't beat Alabama and Georgia. Like, no, you can. You just got to have somebody who's not afraid of these dudes. Yeah. And Hugh Freeze is not afraid of Nick Saban. He beat him back-to-back years at Ole Miss. You think he, if he could do it at Ole Miss, he could do it at Auburn? Yeah, he absolutely can. Hot take. The hard part at Auburn isn't the coaching. The hard part's the recruiting. And this is why this is why everybody was so frustrated with the way the last coaching staff ended up. Because and, 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 and the one before, the last one before. three or four years of Gus, same thing. Yeah, because like we understand that if you have you have to have the Jims and Joes. Like you have to have the guys to beat these teams. You don't have to be on the same level as them, yeah. but you have to be in the ballpark. And we saw Gus, I, I, I call them empty recruiting classes because he chased five stars without necessarily the proper regard for where they should play or how they fit into the scheme. It was, he's a five star. We're going to sign that guy. And you saw so many of those five stars that they, that they signed not pan out here or yeah. those top recruits, those blue chip guys not work out here. Mm-hmm. And the last regime said, you know what? I got a better idea. Rather than signing them and letting them transfer, I'm just not going to sign them. And you saw how quickly we just figured out that didn't work. Right. And Hugh Free says, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to sign them if they fit. And we're going to try to develop them. We're going to try to win with them. And we're going to keep them. We'll see how that works. It's, it's a wild concept. But the last two things we tried didn't work. Let's do this. No, I think it's going to work. I think it's going to work. But seriously, we've joked about it. And we're going to continue joking about it to some extent. But mm-hmm. you know... They're doing something right based on how other people are responding. We'll touch on that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. I want to encourage you to join the Locked on Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. If you're checking this out Monday morning, uh, Jason Jones, Auburn defensive lineman, will be answering your questions in the Locked on Auburn Discord. Be sure to check that out if you're interested. You can tell 
that Auburn and Hugh Freeze and the staff, they're doing the right things and this buzz is legitimate by the way Alabama and Georgia are acting. And just some of the message board posts that have been screenshotted and shared on social media and uh, some of the tweets that are being shared, it's like there's general like concern across the other fan bases, which is awesome, right? That's the goal in all of this. I couldn't share most of them, but I found my favorite that I just want to spend a second talking about, if you don't mind, Lindsay. Yep. This is from Bear Bryant's Burner is the name of the account. Just clarifying, this is not actually the burner of Bear Bryant because Bear Bryant is deceased. That's true. So this person is lying too. She's lying to you. But Um, anyway, go ahead. That's true. Multiple lies in this, I guess. So this is a tweet. Quote, just so you know, Nick Saban made Perry Thompson. When Saban offered him, he was ranked number 251 in the 247 composite rankings. After he got the offer, he shot up as high as 28th overall. Perry Thompson is the definition of biting the hand that fed you. Roll Tide, and I wish him the best, is what this account said. And this isn't like a crazy, like, this isn't an outlier. A lot of them are saying this, and I think it's objectively funny. I have two thoughts on this. Okay. One, it doesn't feel like he legitimately wishes him the best. That felt like sarcasm. (laughs) There's not a sarcasm font on Twitter, but I do not actually think he wished him the best. Okay. Um, yeah, just just throwing that out there. Uh, but also, is it possible that Nick Saban just offered him very, very early? Like, he was offered in June of 2022. Like, what are the odds that he just, I don't know, got better? Or like, I don't know, worked hard? Like we saw in the video. He runs routes every single play. He blocks downfield. He's a five-star blocking downfield. I think if you're going to make this argument, you then have to say the only way he was able to break Julio Jones's Foley records was because Nick Saban offered him, not because he's really, really good at playing football. No, it was no, 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 no. Nick Saban used the helicopter to get the ball from the quarterback to Perry Thompson down the field. That's Nick Saban offered him and then invested with the helicopter and the ball on the wire. That that's how he did it. Yeah, it's because it. of him. It's not because you know athletic ability and breaking Julio Jones's Foley records. It's because Nick Saban made that happen. That's right. I don't know if you knew this, but if you have an offer from Nick Saban, you actually your speed increases by like seven percent. Mm-hmm. It's the same as if you paint the stripe on your car, right? That's right. Like that is that is science. Mm-hmm. This is in the Constitution, Zach. You need to read more. Yeah. No, th- thank you for educating me yes. on all of this. And thank you to yeah. the Bear Bryant burner account for, for educating us, too. I don't know what we do without that. But, I mean, you're, you're seeing f- screenshots of, like, Georgian message boards where it's like, nothing is more annoying than a competent Auburn football team. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, we're here. I mean, just the respect throughout the conference has been rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. and reinvigorated this program, this fan base, and just having hope. Having hope throughout the program, I mean, it's just been incredible. And so now we get to turn our focus to fall camp that starts on Wednesday, and we get to really focus on how this team is going to win some games this year and hopefully get to 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 wins this year. I think they're going to go 7 and 5, but I hope they overachieve and go better than that. And that starts on Wednesday. 
right? Like the player development is fun, but the roster for this year is completed. It's done. Uh, with the exception of maybe one transfer that's kind of sitting out there. We'll wait and see what happens there. But I don't think they're going to be somebody that contributes to the team this year. So we'll see. But all that starts on Wednesday. And I, I can't wait to cover it every step of the way. We'll go live as much as we can throughout fall camp. And um, we'll use our sources to kind of tell you what happens in these scrimmages and in these practices that we aren't privy to being able to watch. But this is going to be a big few weeks, not just the quarterback battle, but just what the rotation looks like. And also, how does Hugh Freeze run a fall camp? We get to see that firsthand to see how much different it was versus, you know, how Gus did it or how Brian Harson did it. So, uh, I mean, this is going to be a fun era. We're about to we're about to put a close the book on the off season because the season is finally here and we get to talk football again. And that starts on Wednesday. Actual football, not us speculating about stuff. Actual football, which is great. I love that. Uh, quick note. Y'all need to stop trying to go after Demarcus Riddick's grandma because it's not working. She's a that's savage. another that's a thing that like that's another thing you can tell that like the Georgia fans and Alabama fans are mad is because they're trying to attack the player and then when she defends them, they come after her and that's a wrong idea. She's incredible. I mean, she's witty too, and then she's yeah. like taking pictures of Big Cat weekend and, and posting them. Like, I mean, she's she's great. Welcome to the Auburn family. Willie, I believe her name is Willie Riddick. Well, welcome Willie. to the Auburn family. She's Willie, incredible. we love you. Um, Zach yeah. is one of my closest friends in the world, but if anything ever happens to him, I'm nominating Willie to host the show because okay. she's I've 100% invited her in on, on Auburn. The show. I've invited her on the show. She hearted the message. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to ask her again <laughs> in a few days. <laughs> so You know how these kids are with their emojis and stuff, you know? Yeah, that's right. I'm sure she's more hip than all of them. There's no question about it. Lindsay, how can people check out everything you've got going on? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. You can find the Auburn baseball coverage, auburndaily.com. You can find the minor league baseball coverage, Locked in League Prospects. You can find the Atlanta Braves coverage. That season's still going on, bravesaday.com. And then for everything else, go to the Auburn Daily. Yep, yep. You can check out all my written work at auburndaily.com as well. And we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.